0: Hey, Kate, are you ready to get into some good trouble? Hell yes, Mary. I'm ready for some good trouble. You're listening to Good Trouble NYC. Look at him.
1: Dennis knows it's podcast time. He is so cute. Oh, oh the lagging of the tail. He loves listening to us. Don't you, Jenny boy? Yeah, he's our number one listener.
0: He really is. He gets to hear the raw, uncut footage yeah. before anyone else.
1: Yeah, he hears it all. All the the non-edits.
0: Well, we do kind of put him to sleep, but I think it's a good thing for him.
1: We did kick him off the couch today, so maybe he's a bit upset at us.
0: He'll love it. We love you, Denny. We love you, Denny,
1: a little mascot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's been a little bit over a week since I saw you, Kate. How you doing,
1: Good Mare? Uh,
0: The Uh, last time I did see you, I had my first
1: ever sober night out. I did not. I had a lovely night drinking, but I still went out with Mare and we did a little dancing. We met some of my coworkers and friends at another bar. Oh no, I was I was I was loving life that night.
0: And it was still Dry January. And ultimately, how did your Dry January finish, Kate?
1: You know, the first couple of weeks were successful. Then I had my ski weekend trip. I've been uh, good. I've been better <laughs> than how I usually am when working at the bar. But the night that I saw you and Juliana and her friend Maddie all went out, hopped around to a few bars. I met you with some of my coworkers, and then afterwards, and we had a session, which is. Irish people call it a session. It's basically like an after hours at somebody's apartment. So we were kicked out of the bar at like 4.30. And they said, whose house is the closest? And I said, mine. They said, what do you have for booze? And I said, I don't have any booze because I don't drink at home or alone. So they stopped. All got ciders, of course. And I had to kick them out at 6.30 in the morning.
0: I don't know how you can stay up that late just like on any singular night. I don't think I've ever done that.
1: I blame my girlfriend, Eve. She can stay up. All night, and I try to like hang with her, and I just can't get—I can't hang.
0: How does she ever sleep? Is she a vampire?
1: No, she never sleeps. She's just Irish and youthful and beautiful.
0: My dry January was probably the most successful I ever had, and uh, weirdly enough, this was the easiest year, despite actually being able to go out and do things. For the past two years, we still had been in the midst of COVID, and. Frankly, all that we were doing during that time was sitting around on our couches and drinking. Mm -hmm. So this year was definitely a lot simpler. I think I lost like two inches at my waist. All of my pants are too big. Love it. And I just feel all around better about my mental health, my physical health, everything. So all in all, the gut, the gut, the the gut gut is (laughs) thanking me. You had a wild weekend. Wild doesn't even begin to. You had a good trouble
1: uh, weekend. Oh, yeah. It felt like... Good Trouble NYC went to London. Good Trouble NYC takes London. Well, half of us. Yes, half of us. But I didn't go, but Mary went on a little journey.
0: It was 48 hours in London, and that is not a lot of time to go to London, no. but went with our friend Shan, and it was one of the Best weekends. I'm going to say that that's going to be a top three weekend of the entire year. The for me.
1: photos were beautiful. Right? Yeah.
0: We ended up staying with one of Shannon's workmates who she had never met in person before. Lovely, lovely girl. Love you, Julie. And she gave us the true London ex- local experience. That's okay? even better. Yeah. Because... We don't need to do all the touristy shit. No. We had both been there before. Yeah, you've done it. It had been five years, but just being able to see the city from that perspective in itself was amazing. But we went for a very specific purpose, and we touched on this the last episode. It all has to do with manifesting, baby. <laughs> Let's fucking manifest Let's our manifest lives. Let's manifest Okay? It. Now, there is this book called Manifest, Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life that I read in early November. I've always been a big believer in manifesting. I've let it guide sort of just like my life. I'm not a very spiritual person, but I always have believed in like the power of positive thinking and you create the reality that you want for yourself. But the thing is with this book, it really put the steps into like a tangible way to incorporate the whole practice into your life and made it feel like not just something that you do, but an entire lifestyle to commit to.
1: I am halfway through it. One part is that you have to create these vision boards, and I am putting off or struggling, you could say, because it's like you need to be in a zen, happy place. And my apartment is just chaotic that I'm pushing it off, or I'm just using that as an excuse.
0: That's okay. You know, At the workshop, which backtracking, the whole reason that I went to London was because the author put together this manifesting workshop and I just had to go. Her name's Roxy Nafusi. And one of the things that she said that she actually acknowledged was a lot of people struggle with that first step. Yeah. And one of the things that she did say, she was like, a lot of you guys are making mood boards. Not vision boards.
1: Well, what's the difference?
0: A mood board is like cutting out pictures that show the type of mood or the vibe that you want to create. Whereas a vision board, you need to be as clear as you possibly fucking can. Write down those fucking details. It's not just like pictures. Actually, her vision board was like a printed out sheet of paper with like an entire list of everything that she wanted her life to be like in the next year. Did she
1: add visual photographs in it or no? Nope. She just hers was oh. just a list. Oh, okay. I think I could accomplish that better. Yeah. Some aspects of my life that I'm very clear about what I want it to be, but then there's other aspects of my life where I have no fucking idea. So you and can so, manifest a feeling. A
0: feeling. Yeah, dead ass. A feeling That's like what good she trouble. Said. Well,
1: I'm manifesting good trouble always. So I guess I'm already like halfway there. That is. I like am.
0: do you want to manifest the feeling of pure happiness?
1: Okay, see, this is the issue now. <laughs> it sounds a little preachy and a little culty to me.
0: Yeah, I can feel like that to some people. I understand that. I
1: need to finish the book. That's what I think I need to be a true believer and go into it. But I do believe that there's something to it.
0: There is. Before I read the book, there are some things that I did. I didn't follow every single steps. But like, for example, with my previous relationship, two weeks before I met him, I had just gotten out of like a weird thing where fuck guys, I can't be committal. It was like, You'd think that guys that are in their 30s would be committal. Not the case. Never the case. Actually, always the exact opposite. Is this the B guy? BBC, yes. BBC stands for bald by choice, by the way. We will go into that another
1: time. But
0: after him, I was just like, fuck these men. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write down everything that I want in a guy.
1: My list right now is I applied for 372 jobs in the (laughs) month of January. Oh, looking for a job. My friend Tom just told me looking for a job is a job itself. Something will come. Something will come out of the woodwork. I had some really big interviews last week and this week coming up with really big companies that I would dream to work for.
0: Yeah. So your start of your manifesting process is write down some of the dream companies, write yeah. down the requirements that you need. No, that's what
1: I'm saying. I already did yeah. that, on a so I already that on the list. So because I got on the first step. Yeah. With Angie, I had a career, I got a career coach. I actually have a meeting with her in two weeks to do a catch up because I did kind of ghost her because I haven't gotten as many offers as I've, as I've liked, but I have gotten two offers in the month of Jan and I rejected both of them because they were both in the office Test full-time the universe it is yeah and it was like i could have settled but it wasn't enough money for what i want and what i'm going to give to the job and also being in the office full-time is a no-go unless i can bring dennis i could bring dennis into my old job so that's not a requirement going forward that's on that list
0: see i love that you're doing this and like i know that you just said it can sound kind of preachy but you're doing these steps in a different way yeah I and it's even, working
1: yeah it is working
0: so that's the start of it ah,
1: i guess you're right maybe maybe <laughs> something's right maybe something's right about come back
0: it. to me whenever you finish the book okay
1: i am i am going to
0: my little foray into manifesting before i read the book i wrote down all the things that i wanted in a guy and then my ex showed up two weeks later and he was everything that i needed at the time granted we are exes now but i was like wow this shit kind of works and this is just taking it to a whole nother level in the workshop there were a thousand people there this woman roxy she has the quaintest poshest british accent and i could have listened to her for hours
1: i hate having american accent sometimes we
0: have the ugliest accent ever we do like but they just the guys in london ate it up ate it up wait really oh yeah shit oh yeah to everyone else in the world we have the craziest like most beautiful accents actually i met this guy and he was like i fucking love new york accents Three key takeaways that I found from this seminar, I came out of it feeling blissful, feeling like a new woman and not wanting to be a preacher to everyone. Okay, lay it on me. Yes. The first one that I love and stuck with both me and Shan for the entirety of the day was quitting or giving up is not synonymous with failure. And within our society, that has become ingrained in everyone's mind that if you give up oh, or you leave something, you're a failure. And Don't you're get never me gonna
1: started. I quit my corporate job last year with no plan and still figuring it out. But it's but, one of those things where I'm like, Kate, hey, you're in your happy place of New York, you're surrounded by your friends, you have a beautiful apartment, unbelievable dog Mm
0: -hmm. and community
1: here. And it's like, all right, so this one thing is not going perfect in my life or according to plan of, you know, this idea I had when I was younger. But like, who fucking cares? It's all gonna work out.
0: And in the end, you're taking that step to turn your life around because you know that something better is out there. Oh, yeah,
1: I want to be I want to enjoy and love what I'm doing every day.
0: And sometimes taking that step is like the hardest thing. But it always ends up with a great reward and you're always going to end up in a better place than you were.
1: Oh, whatever I do next will be fantastic. I already know. I already know with all these interviews, I never thought I was even going to get interviews at a lot of these large companies.
0: And that wouldn't have happened if you were like, fuck this, I'm out.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. Okay. I love that first one.
0: So that's the first one. The second one, I've had a lot of trouble with this just because of the industry that I'm in with publishing and all of these glamorous events and stuff. And I'm relatively new into my industry, too. I mean, we're not that far out of college, just a few years. But Practicing gratitude and turning envy into inspiration. I would always look at social media and see other people in my field and be like, why am I not at these events? Where was my invite? When is that going to happen for me? But instead, taking a step back, recognizing I'm enjoying the ride that I'm on. I am making time not just for work events, but also time for myself and my friends. And those opportunities are going to come to me. I've had such like a mindset shift, especially in the past few weeks, because I am making time for what we're doing, this fucking podcast right now and making time for friends. And now I see these posts and I'm like, you know what? Good for them. That sounds so fun. I can't wait to be able to do that one day. And it has made such a change in how I view everything in life, but especially in work.
1: Question for you, because you do a lot go to a lot of, I think, glamorous events. Yeah. What's like an event that you've looked at in the past? Has it been like a big brand or is it a trip or is it an experience?
0: I think a combination of all three yeah one thing that I've never had an opportunity to do is like an overnight stay at a hotel here in the city with a brand and that's just so okay. luxurious so glamorous like I want to be able to wake up and feel pampered like that okay and also a and is lot that of common
1: because these- I don't really I know about your industry from you so mm-hmm. when I even just hear Mary talk about all of her events I'm like what the fuck I'm in the wrong industry already but you're right there's levels to it
0: there's levels to it like press trips it's only the people that are higher up like my time will come and frankly I'm a lot more happier making the time to do the things that I want outside of work and I feel a lot more secure in my position and just like where I'm going to be now since making this little mindset shift
1: oh I like that a lot yeah Yeah. I think envy is a hard thing too it is it is because I don't have Instagram thank god and I think that was a big thing when I deleted it's been like five six years since I've had it
0: and that's crazy
1: Oh yeah, I don't miss it, but a lot of it was comparing myself trying to portray something that I'm not or like wanting to portray this idea of me.
0: Social media is just that. It's just like a highlight reel of people's lives. So we can't look into it that much either.
1: I do TikTok now and that's a creative outlet for me, which I really love and I don't take it too serious. And I think that's also just being older now, caring less about what people think. But when it comes back to Envy, I look at, you know, you and Allie and Shannon and Mikkel and my sister and you guys are all really in these more structured job ideas and I'm not right now and it's like what the fuck why haven't I found my place why is it so hard for me to figure out what I really want to do and I know nobody loves their job 100% of the time and so that's just been something that I have to also acknowledge that's gonna happen for me they figured it out a little sooner no big deal you know somebody said the other day they're like at, at your obituary they don't say where you worked or what you did I'm like that's true that's, that's right. people say what's your dream job I do not dream of working absolutely Absolutely not.
0: I've actually used that saying of yours whenever I was interviewing people for a role <laughs> below me. And I was like, listen, I know that it's not healthy to have a dream job, and I recognize yeah. that. But if you were to have a dream job setting, what would it be? Yeah, I
1: want to enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. And
0: if you think about it, you have had that luxury really to take the time back and like think clearly and long and hard about what you want to do and this is such a great time for you to be able to look back in the future and being like I gave myself the opportunity to do this and to have my free time and it's leading you to where you are supposed to be
1: oh exactly I definitely have even thought about lo- years from now when I'm looking back you know this six month stint of not being in this you know idea corporate role job is not it's going not- to matter it's not I- going to affect me because day to day you know I'm not getting a lot of sleep I'm working some late nights and working the days for freelance I'm like wow I miss my like 40 hour weeks and those will come back to me. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep hustling.
0: If I'm going to be honest too, I don't think anyone in our friend group is going to be in corporate come five years.
1: I don't know. We're
0: just so strong-willed and I think we all have like a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. I don't know in like what sense. Like I think I'll be writing a book. Other people will start their own business and start their own company. Yeah. But I think we're all just like so, like I said, ambitious that we ha- will have that corporate experience, but we're destined for so much more than that. Oh,
1: agreed. That doesn't, that That does not my corporate job or whatever job I have does not define me. Yeah. All right. And then what was number three?
0: The third one just kind of piggybacks off of that. And uh, we're so quick to say that if things don't go our way, we're having such a shit day. Mm -hmm. But if you really think about it, no day is fully shitty. There's just shitty moments within a good day. And uh, one thing that Roxy recommended doing, which I've actually started incorporating into my daily journaling, is creating a gratitude list at the end and listing out Every single good thing, no matter how big or small that happened that day. And it can actually like make a good little warm, fuzzy feeling in your yeah. heart and like raise your vibes. That's like a saying that she has in the book, but just calms me and puts me in the best mindset possible before going to bed and knowing that things, even if they didn't go perfect this day, there were moments that made it a great day to be alive and I can start all over tomorrow.
1: I saw a quote recently and it was like, find a moment in each day that it feels like a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, walking Dennis to the dog park and kind of sitting there and saying hi to a couple of my dog park friends and Dennis go crazy overseeing them. It was like a moment being like these beautiful friends and community. It's a really nice day in New York City today. I'm here with my dog. I have a quiet morning. I'm seeing Mary later. I'm going to clean my apartment like these little things of being like, all right, this moment of just being in the park and enjoying this is my little vacation moment of the day.
0: And we all have those. We just need to stop and literally smell the roses there's like some sort of clinical study that if you actually stop to think about the good things it can raise your immune system did you know that
1: i haven't heard that but it makes total sense yeah like when you're depressed or when you're sad you're not getting enough sleep you're not eating well you know you're probably not going outside and getting vitamin d compared to if you're having these positive thoughts Mm -hmm that's gonna result in positive activities and positive relationships in your life
0: another thing this like isn't for everyone I know it and frankly whenever I started I was like this is so fucking cringe I can't believe I'm doing that oh god what daily affirmations
1: Oh, yeah. That's something I can't look into a mirror and say, you are beautiful. You don't have to look in the mirror. You are strong. You are... (laughs) You are... Blah, blah, blah. What
0: I like to do, I don't like to look in the mirror. I found this, like, Daily Affirmations track that I listen to. It's the last thing I do before going to bed. What do you
1: mean? Like a song?
0: No, it's like a YouTube track of this girl just speaking them, and then you can either repeat them in your head or out loud. But... It calms me and just again puts me in such a good mood, and it feels so fucking cringe at first. Well, but we've been like conditioned to easily be able to say like I'm worthless, I'm ugly, I'm fat, and then it ca- it's kind of like if no, you think if you about te- it gross.
1: Oh no, if you if you say it enough to yourself, you start to believe it. I had a couple mm-hmm. moments this year being like I'm I'm going nuts, I'm going nuts, and I think I went nuts for a minute just because my surroundings made me feel chaotic and then questioning my own ideas and my voice and my self-worth and I'm like I'm going crazy and it definitely made me a bit crazy how could it not
0: yeah you're so, speaking it
1: into the universe.
0: Exactly. Whether it's positive,
1: positive or negative, it's gonna it's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, so the positive ones can feel a little ick and gross and be like, what your brain is gonna convince you why the fuck am I doing I this? I also
1: thought you had to be in front of a mirror.
0: No, no, that would make it so much <laughs> That's weirder. why you I, like,
1: I don't wanna like stand in front of the mirror and be like, you're beautiful.
0: No, literally <laughs> just like close your eyes and say it. And the only person is who's gonna hear you is Dennis. It's like a little meditation. Yeah, it is like a little meditation, and I suck at meditations. So Your homework. I'm giving you homework. Okay, you can give me homework. I want you, I'm going to give you the affirmation track I listened to. I want you to do it at least... Three nights this week, and I want to know how you feel. Okay. And also, you got to finish the book.
1: I know. I That's need to finish that book. the book. You
0: need to fucking read it because this is like my lifeline. It's called Manifest: Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life. By you get it on Sinafusi. Amazon. Yeah, this is not SpawnCon at all, but I f- just fucking love the book, and I think I've convinced like fifteen people to buy it.
1: I just bought mom one. Amazing. Yeah, because she was like, "I need to do this." I was like, "Hell yes, you do." Even though I need to finish the book, but my mom I just will.
0: said that she was going to buy it too. But also, my mom is like, she's very religious. I feel like she's going to think it's sacrilegious. I don't fucking
1: know. So, like, I originally thought maybe culty. <laughs> no, it's not.
0: Maybe. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, that was some good trouble on, like, a self-care standpoint that I got into in London, but we also got into some good old-fashioned good trouble
1: oh, while in London, too. Oh, of course you did. Oh, yeah. You went to what? Like, a Latin club? We went to a Latin club,
0: and this was actually so fucking funny. Our friend, Jolie, that we stayed with, we met some of her guy friends. Fun. And, uh... Brits. Brits very oh, yeah. much Brits they had the most gorgeous British accents ever but mind you as we walked into this club it was kind of sketchy I'm not gonna lie okay. like the club was two stories up so we walked in on street level and the way that we had to walk upstairs to get to this club
1: was it stairs or an elevator
0: it was stairs okay but also, yeah that's number one mm. it was silent I didn't hear any music the way that the walls in the hallway were that we followed, I thought that I was like in line for one of those amusement park rides
1: oh you know like it was just like that sounds anxiety
0: very very weird and then there were two massive double doors i've never been in a club so fucking loud in my life really it was insane what type of music oh latin, all latin music, latin music all latin music we were all just like dancing whatever and so i'm talking to one of her friends as we go in there and i'm like so where are you from are you from london i heard oh no i'm from south africa and i was like oh that's fucking cool like they have british accents in south africa so i didn't think much of it so yeah. i'm like oh my god that's on my bucket list he's like why the place is shit and I was like Cape Town Cape Town he's like "Oh, ho ho I'm from Southampton Britain it's a fucking shithole and I was like okay my bad but also there's shitholes everywhere so yeah but then fun fact about him he's the great grandson of the captain of the Titanic
1: wait wait (laughs) he's the great great grandson of the captain of the Titanic oh he's got some real generational trauma right there
0: yeah probably oh yeah the captain was an idiot he went down with a ship you know i will go down with my ship
1: (laughs) you know he stood by i'll give him that but there's lots of warning signs i guess I can't believe that's his fun fact he throws around. I know.
0: I was like, that's a great fucking fun fact. And he's like, yeah, I actually have my beard grown out like his to like honor him.
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: Yeah. I thought it was so fucking cool.
1: No, it's very cool.
0: Beats my fun fact of growing up next to an alpaca farm.
1: Good thing his great granddad was pumping out kids before he left.
0: I know. I was like, sir, you were a few steps away from not even being Mm alive. So he had to leave and go save a friend anyway. But this club, it was like... Neon colored lights everywhere. There weren't a lot of people there. This was like 1230 at this point. All of the places in London close early. This was literally the only place still open. So we're dancing, whatever. Of course, we make friends with the bartender, take a few shots. But the way this club was designed, there was a catwalk right in the middle of everything. Mary, this is
1: right up your alley.
0: Oh, I know. And after like three gin and tonics, like two or three tequila shots, we wanted that catwalk for ourselves. what was on the
1: catwalk anything were like a bunch of British
0: danced? men fucking dancing in the way oh anybody could anybody yeah could anyone could go up there and so Me after dancing. strutting off the catwalk we were like fuck it fuck it no it is our time to shine we pushed all of the men off the catwalk as you
1: should ladies first gentlemen
0: and we just took turns doing our model walk, spinning strutting down and everyone you weren't was clapping dancing you were strutting us. <laughs> everyone was clapping Do you have for any us. videos No, I think someone does, but I could not find them. And then this one guy from the group, he approaches Shannon and he's like, I wanna strut, but I'm nervous. That's cute. And uh, Shannon had to talk him up for like ten minutes. His friends were like, "No, dude, you need to do it. You need to do it." And he's like, "I don't know if I can." And then him and Shannon finally walk strut down the aisle, and everyone's clapping for him, and he's posing and he's oh, having I love a grand that. time. Oh, hell yeah. yeah! That's so fun. So that was like the best trouble that yeah. we got into.
1: That's good. Yeah. That's nice, fun, easy, good trouble.
0: Yeah. And then we went home at three in the morning and i had to catch a flight in like three hours later
1: that's even better good trouble (laughs) a little bit of chaos always like thrown in there and
0: i was that was the first time that i drank and like over a month so i was not feeling too great at the airport as we got breakfast my waiter was like how you feeling i was like fucking tired he was like yeah you don't look or sound too great i was like thanks Mm -hmm. i know yeah i did not enjoy the flight back it was fine it was whatever but all in all you're here a day
1: later you look great. You're glowing. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Surprisingly, that's because I had 10 hours of sleep last night. I went straight to bed whenever Good. I got home. I was exhausted, but we tried so many great restaurants. There's this new hotel bar called The Red Room. Ooh. It gave me like 70s vibes. I oh, felt fun. classy. And then we got on the hotel dolly and we're taking weird fucking pictures. And then one of the bellhops <laughs> was like, you're going to hurt yourself. Please get off.
1: Is that your British accent?
0: It's a very terrible (laughs) British accent. But he was like, You girls are going to hurt yourself.
1: You sound like Dobby from Harry Potter. (laughs) I guess he's technically British.
0: Dobby's a free elf, Harry Potter.
1: (laughs) You do. You
0: gave Dobby a sock. Okay. I asked I asked Julie while we were there. I was like, are Brits just obsessed with Harry Potter as they are in the U.S.? And she was like, more so. They say it's part of their heritage because it originated there.
1: You're ju- oh, wow.
0: Listen, I'm the one of the biggest... Po- no, I'm not the, one of the biggest Potterheads, but I love Harry Potter.
1: I was about to say, you don't have a wand or anything, so I think you're... No, no.
0: no. that would be a little bit too far for yeah. me. But overall, Grand Weekend in London. I want to go back immediately. I'm excited to get into more good trouble back in the States, too.
1: Yeah, we have an exciting week this week.
0: We do. There's actually like a decent amount going on. And with each other. I know. Which I love. I you
1: too. We're getting together all of the girls
0: for the first time in ages tomorrow yeah. for a little comedy club show. I'm
1: so excited. It's all women. Hannah Burner. I think she's fucking hilarious. I don't know who that is. She's a girl from Summer House. I don't watch Summer House. Oh my God. Okay. I'm not much of a reality show bum. You know that. This one's about a bunch of New Yorkers that get a crazy Hampton house and have good trouble.
0: Maybe that's why I don't watch it because it's not us.
1: (laughs) Okay. One day about that too. One day. (laughs) One day. Summer House keep caught.
0: Wait. Actually, speaking of the Hamptons, I was on a PR date this past week and she said that her and her friends get a Hamptons house every summer for six weeks.
1: Yeah, house share.
0: But I'm like, how do you afford that? She's like, it's $6,000 for the month, not per person. They don't even spend all their time there. They like come back to the city during the week because they all have to work. And I'm like, you're just there for the weekends? She's like, yeah, I'm like in my head. I'm like, how? That's not worth it. Yeah. Or you're so just making
1: stupid money and you don't care.
0: I don't think that's the or case. Or you just
1: have daddy's wallet and you don't care. <laughs> that could be the case. I don't know. <laughs> you know, your actual dad or a sugar daddy, who knows? But there's lots of options.
0: I feel like I should be able to go up to anyone and be like, be my sugar daddy.
1: I have a couple coworkers that do. Do they have good stories? Oh, they have fantastic stories about going out with these these older men they're not always like older these are like young college girls
0: okay so like whenever i was in school here in the city i thought to be like a sugar daddy you had to be in your 30s that was old to me at the time yeah of course Do you know the story of uh, this guy reached out to me on instagram and he was like hey i think you're cute I i've gotten
1: sh-. those weird dms on facebook
0: okay well i responded to this and he was like hey let's like meet at madison square park and did you show you around my office yeah
1: Oh my God, I do remember this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> this dude,
0: I wish I could share his name because it was so stupid because it was a basic name with one letter difference and it was just a douchey way to spell the name.
1: Name drop. Atom.
0: Atom, but spelled A T O M. How fucking stupid. What? All right. How fucking stupid. Anyway.
1: Who did he tell people when you went to the office? Like, who are you?
0: I don't know. But like, he worked at a big advertising firm and I actually. Wait, wanted can to- I have his
1: contact? <laughs>
0: Sure. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I haven't blocked on Instagram. It needed to happen. Okay. But we were walking around the office. I actually went into the recording studio and like recorded a mouse voice or some shit. I don't know. It was really weird. But it was very, very awkward for me because he just kept telling me how pretty I was. And like, I kept how trying old to make... How was he? He was 32 at the time and I was 19. Oh, huh. Yeah. Afterwards, I was like, I don't want to see this guy again. There's just really no point and he would just send me all these weird sexual things like oh going out of the country this weekend wish you could come I was like oh i have never out of the country he's like maybe I could pop that cherry for you ew and I was like ew. I don't like that ew so eventually he just kept texting me and texting me and I wasn't answering he's like come on why aren't you answering me I don't understand where guys get this thing like why do they have to be so harassing you whenever you don't answer them
1: don't get me started on the weird text things
0: yeah yeah <laughs> the Funky. weird DM
1: fucking mm-hmm. crazy
0: but then I just got to the point where I had a few margaritas in me and I was like honestly I'd rather you stop messaging me I just kind of wanted to use you as a sugar daddy so and you're obviously not giving that to me so don't contact me ever again did he answer yeah I don't remember what it was but then I blocked
1: it was he like yes I would be or no I would not be
0: he was like you stupid bitch it's like something oh okay like, that, like <laughs> awful so I blocked him and then I ended up running into him at a Halloween party a few we- years later
1: v- very bizarre
0: but I didn't remember that. Not your
1: Christmas party? No, it was a yeah. Halloween
0: party like Or not some, your
1: Halloween party? Some
0: house in Soho like a townhouse in Soho. Mm. And uh, I woke up the next morning to him following Michaela. And she, he started messaging her. And I was like, what the fuck was this guy there last night? So I unblocked him and followed him. I was like, nice seeing you last night. He was like, oh, yeah. And then he didn't realize Michaela and I were roommates. Oh, I and love so this. I love when men are stupid. He was messaging us the same thing, being like, hey, want to meet me here tonight?
1: Men, men, I think, just copy and paste. Oh, they do. <laughs> they do. Oh, we know they do. We
0: know they do. Mm-hmm. Wink, mm-hmm. wink. And uh, yeah, after that, we both just kind of like, Played the guy for a minute just like message him i think that we ended up like meeting up with him together once oh even and then better never saw him again okay which i'm cool with but yeah i at the ripe age of 19 i thought that you could be a sugar daddy at 32
1: also okay we're gonna go back we can do a summer house in the cape it's there peeps oh yeah
0: i actually am putting in that off request like tomorrow
1: for our Cape Week. For our Cape Week. Why not One? just like the whole damn month?
0: <laughs> if only. I gotta go to Europe again in September. Oh well. Also, okay. Also, you- so yeah, I really can't leave the city in the summer, but like, realistically, you're round either because there's so many events, and I think that we as a friend group are doing so much better. It's just like going to random events instead of just going out too.
1: Yeah, we have a event that we signed up for for Thursday. It's like a sober cocktail hour, which I'm so excited for. Oh, I'm so excited to meet new people, be in a setting. I think they call it sober or damp. They're calling it a sober yeah. or damp event.
0: It's like a hybrid thing. The guy who's putting it together, I think that he's been sober for a while, but he thinks that the new era of socializing isn't completely sober or completely drunk. Like it's a mix of the both.
1: Yeah, so they have a bunch of mocktails that they have in cans that they'll be giving out and whatnot. And it's in Soho. I'm pumped. I'm
0: so excited. It's another thing to get us out of our comfort zone a little bit. I agree. Because we did find this thing called hot and social. It's like another one of those get together things
1: that I think you found on TikTok. I did. I actually saw Amber too, what you talked about a few weeks ago where e- I thought it was a sex club. I saw their post on TikTok. It's definitely not a sex club.
0: Yeah, and I never got a response from them. So they're loss.
1: They're at loss.
0: Apparently it's like I was reading through those messages or the comments on the TikTok. I guess they don't respond to a lot of people. So I
1: don't know if they just want models or model looking people. Maybe it's just like a backlog too. They might just not have the manpower to go through all the emails that's true too but this hot and social thing
0: here's a kind of a mini thing that i manifested without even intentionally doing so was we were talking about the hot and social event you just kind of sign up and a lot of people go on their own and then you leave having friends yeah and it's not like a dating thing it's just a socializing getting to know new people in the city so we had actually signed up for two of the events got waitlisted and then later that night I went to an event with chill house and I was waiting in line for a tarot reader and I struck up a conversation with a girl in front of me and we talked for a few minutes ended up getting each other on social media and she is the event coordinator for hot and social I think we need more events like that, but also just like leading into February. January is the most depressing month of the year, and we were all just kind of getting our footing after the holidays and trying to figure out what this year is going to bring. I don't know about you, but I felt an entire energy shift going into February. Oh, I
1: definitely have as well. We just
0: have more energy. I don't want to say ambition, but like, yeah, kind of ambition to be to be busier and to dedicate time to the things we're that yes we want to do yes we I'm are yes no women. to different
1: experiences and different plans and meeting new people i'm gonna say yes why not put myself out there for friends for my career so. in so many
0: different ways and i think that we need to do at least like one thing like this a week or maybe like two times a month yeah i like that. i want to have like a night at cooper's and just like go up to a random group of guys i said this last time and be friends yeah Are you working on Valentine's Day? Yes.
1: Well, I'm coming. I I already made the reservation for you guys. Great. Trivia at Cooper's gets bumping.
0: I think you need to like tell them a little bit about Cooper's.
1: Cooper's is this great bar. There's one in Chelsea and one in the East Village. I worked there all throughout college. And a couple months ago when trying to figure out career wise and being in the city, I actually reached out to one of the old owners and was like, I need a job and money. So they put me back on the schedule. But anyways, yeah, great. Used to be Cooper's crafting kitchen. Now it's crafting cocktails. Oh, really great team there. We do trivia on Tuesday nights. Um, Susie's our host. She's fantastic looking forward that we're going to spend Valentine's Day together.
0: We have so many good things planned. One of the things I'm most excited for about in the next few weeks is we're actually uh, going to be releasing Good Trouble every week instead of every other week, baby. Yeah,
1: so every Saturday now, starting at noon, we're going to have a new episode drop. I'm excited. I'm
0: so excited. We've had so much fun filming this, recording it, whatever.
1: And uh, we just have so much to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. Now, People, some of our listeners have told us being like, What's the deal? Every week, every other week. And also it's hard when I talk to you every two weeks when you sit down to record. I'm like, I maybe I should like look back in my journal. Like, what did I do? I don't know.
0: Yeah. So time passes fast. Time passes fast. You better not get sick of us. I think all of everyone is going to be excited to listen to us more often anyway. I'm excited. So yeah, you'll be hearing from us every single Saturday at noon from now
1: on. Yep. We're bringing the good trouble. It's like
0: part of our manifesting things.
1: It is. I agree. (laughs)
0: so with all of the events that we have going on in the next week we can't wait to tell you more about it but y'all we need to hear about your good trouble too i'm disappointed that no one reached out telling us about their good trouble so like I said last did. I'm oh, sorry. Whoa. What is it? What is I it? don't
1: know. She sent me some long text. I was working. I didn't read it, but I will go back and read it for next week.
0: Okay. We'll have at least one good trouble <laughs> story from you guys for next week, but let us know some of the good trouble that you get into by messaging us on Instagram or TikTok at goodtrouble.nyc and uh, we'll be on the lookout. So submit. Thanks. Bye.
1: <laughs> that's it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. See you next week. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> good trouble. NYC. Mic drop. Bye.